You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. It is Thursday. Good to have you with us. Tag a friend. Let them know. They can get us on Facebook, YouTube. Listen, you can also get, get us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And at the end of the year, the 1st of January, we're going to begin to transition over to Mike Moore Ministries page. So listen, I'm so happy to have you with us. We're concluding the year. I'm doing a series entitled The Acceptable Year of the Lord, and it's a three-lesson series. We're on lesson two, so we have another lesson to go, and then on Thursdays, we're going to conclude our podcast for the year and then in the month of December, we're going to be prepping for the new year. And when I come back the first Thursday, uh, 2023, we're going to be emphasizing leadership. So that's where we're going. We're glad to have you with us. Listen, we're talking about something that is going to manifest in your life and it's going to be supernatural. We're talking about the acceptable year of the Lord, the acceptable year of the Lord. This is our second lesson, and the theme of this three-lesson series is debt faith for debt cancellation. Faith for debt cancellation. Now, we're not talking about the natural side. There is a natural side to deliverance from debt, but I'm talking about that spiritual side. God wants to do something supernatural as it relates to your debts, and I want to build your faith for debt cancellation. In Luke chapter 4, Verses 19 through 21, Jesus mentioned the acceptable year of the Lord. But I want to go back up to verse 18. This is what Jesus said. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has anointed me to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those that are bruised. Then in verse 19 through 21, and this is our proof text for this second lesson, he said that he was anointed to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's verse 19, Luke 4, 19, of the Lord. Then verse 18, verse 20 and 21, he says, and he closed the book, it says, and he closed the book and he gave it to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Then Jesus said in verse 21, he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. So in this lesson, 
We want to we want to uh, deal with this subtopic. Jesus is our jubilee. Come on, say that. Jesus is our jubilee. Now, I want to I want to review some things and then we'll get into our topic for today. Let's go back to the prophetic words that I gave you in lesson one. I keep a journal that goes all the way back to the 1980s, and I record revelations and words and mandates and insights that God gives me, and it goes all the way back to the 80s. Well, in our first lesson, the acceptable year of the Lord, I gave two prophetic words. The first prophetic word that I shared was recorded in April the 4th, 2020. And the Spirit of God said this to me, all debts are canceled. Come on, say that. All debts are canceled. And in this lesson, I'm going to show you how to mix faith with that because that word is still relevant. Four days later, April the 8th, 2020, the Holy Spirit said to me, preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He instructed me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, and I began to do it. And guess what? We began to have some supernatural uh, debt cancellations in the lives of members of our church. They gave me their testimony. Our church had some debt, and we got totally out of debt. And guess what? As I began to teach this series, this three-lesson series, God is going to manifest supernatural debt cancellation in your life. So in lesson one, we spoke about verse 19, where Jesus in Luke 4 mentions the acceptable year of the Lord. And we said in lesson one that this term, which Jesus is quoting from Isaiah 61, verse 1 and 2, is a reference to the year of Jubilee. It is a reference to the year of Jubilee. Now, according to Leviticus 25, verses 9 through 13, and all of this is a review, the year of Jubilee is about Debt cancellation, restored community, freedom from debt bondage, and keeping poverty and inequality to a minimum. Keeping poverty and inequality to a minimum and and not allowing those conditions to exist in perpetuity. This year of Jubilee is about God providing a new beginning. And if you want a new beginning, and you can include any area in your life, 
But specifically, if you want a new beginning financially, if you want debt cancellation financially, that's what this year of Jubilee is all about. And in lesson one, I gave you the historical context. In this lesson, we're seeing Jesus quoting from Isaiah 6, Isaiah, Isaiah 61, verse 1 through 2. He's quoting the text in Luke chapter 4. So Jesus, we find out in Luke 4, is our jubilee. Come on, say that. Jesus is our jubilee. In verse 21, verse 21 of Luke 4, Jesus announced that he was the Messiah. He announced that he was and is the person that Isaiah is prophesying about. He also announced in Luke chapter 4 to his hometown crowd that he is the fulfillment of the observance of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee, according to Jesus, and I'm interpreting now what Jesus is saying to these people in his hometown. Jesus is saying that the year of Jubilee is a type of freedom. It is a type of freedom from poverty. The year of Jubilee is a type of freedom from brokenness. The year of Jubilee is a type of freedom from bondage, from disabilities, from oppression. Jesus is announcing that the year of Jubilee is a type of freedom from debt. But what he's also announcing in Luke chapter 4 to his hometown crowd in Nazareth And what he's announcing to you and I, that he is the person, that Jubilee is a person. Come on, say that. Jubilee is a person. Jesus is our Jubilee. And he came to restore all loss in the fall. Everything lost in the fall. The indebtedness that came on humanity through the fall of Adam is now paid for by Jesus. And since Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we enter into the acceptable year of the Lord and we enter into Jubilee the moment we receive Jesus Christ as Lord of our lives. Jubilee is now. If you are a believer, if you are a Christian, then Jubilee is now for you. And remember the order we said in our last session, we said the order is atonement, then jubilee. The order is forgiveness, then blessing. Atonement in the Old Testament meant the covering of sin. And we talked about in our last lesson. 
But remission is the word that God uses in the New Testament. And remission has to do with the finished work of Jesus. His life, death, and resurrection didn't just atone for man's sin, didn't cover man's sins, but remitted man's sins, cleansed man's sins, purged man's sins, wiped man's sins off the map, washed man's sins away. Atonement or remission, then inheritance or blessing. We are in Jubilee. Jesus paid the price so that we could have Jubilee. Jesus bore man's sin debt so that we could be debt free. Follow me. Jesus paid our debts. We said that all the time. All the time. He didn't just pay the debt so that we could have freedom from sin. He didn't just pay the debt so that we could have freedom in our minds, in our spirits, in our minds. He didn't just pay the debt so we have freedom in our bodies, freedom in our spirits, freedom in our minds, freedom in our bodies. But he paid the debt so that we could have freedom financially. He paid our debt so that we could have debt freedom. Now, that's a powerful revelation, and I want you to get that. Jesus paid our debt on the cross so that we could have debt freedom. I'm going to say that again. Jesus paid our debt on the cross, concluded it in his resurrection so that you and I, believer, could enjoy debt freedom in every area, and that's financially. God wants you to be debt free financially. Now, I want to go back and let's talk about the prophetic word the rest of the way. I want to talk about the prophetic office, and then I want to talk about the prophetic word. I stand in the office of a prophet. Okay, that's a part of my calling to the body of Christ. So I am speaking to you now prophetically, not as your pastor, unless you're a member of Faith Chapel, but I'm speaking to you as a prophet to the body of Christ. Now listen at this. Let's talk about the prophetic office. In Job 33, verses 14 through 15, and I want to read it to the, in the New Living Translation. It says, for God speaks again and again through people, though people do not recognize. Sometimes God is speaking, but we don't recognize it. He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night. 
when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their bed. And in this office, the office that I stand as a, as a prophet of God, God speaks to me in the night seasons. He speaks to me in what the Bible calls night visions. There are three, and I'm talking personally now, there are three major categories of the prophetic word that God gives in my experience. I'm speaking in my experience and I'm navigating over to this word that God gave for you. In my experience, there are three categories of prophetic words. There are directives that he gives me. There are words of wisdoms. And then there are what I call now revelations. Directives. For example, before the pandemic, in fact, years before the pandemic hit in 2020, God spoke to me and said, go cyber, go cyber. And at that point, we began in our church to begin to make sure that we were online, live streaming our services and everything that we could do to be prepared in the cyber word, social media. God also said, gave me a directive in the pandemic. Right in the middle of the pandemic, he said this, give your way out of it. Give your way out of it. And we gave financially. We gave to the homeless. We gave to the people. We gave meals. We gave food. The Spirit of God said, give your way out of it. So in my experience, standing in the office of prophet, there are three major categories of prophetic words, directives. There are times when God will speak to me and it's a directive. I want you to do this. There are other times when God gives me words of wisdom, words of wisdom. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 7, God speaks about the gifts or manifestations of the Spirit. There are nine manifestations of the Spirit nine ways that the Holy Spirit manifests himself. And one of those ways is what the Bible calls the word of wisdom. Simple definition of the word of wisdom is that the word of wisdom is a supernatural revelation of things to come. Supernatural revelation of things to come. In the Old Testament, when God warned Noah about the coming flood and to build an ark for his family and those who would believe, God was giving Noah a word of wisdom, a supernatural revelation of things to come. Well, the word of wisdom operates in my ministry. And I believe that the word of wisdom will operate in any prophet's ministry. Supernatural revelation of things to come. The spirit of God, some, sometimes God will reveal things 
to you that are things to come. And sometimes he will reveal to you things that can be changed. And God is revealing that. And, and words of wisdom doesn't just operate in the prophet's ministry. It operates in the lives of believers too. Sometimes God will give you a word, a supernatural revelation of things to come. And these events that God is showing you can be changed. For example, in the 80s, I keep a journal so I can go back and, and, and say, see exactly when God said it to me. But in the 80s, the Holy Spirit said this to me. The enemy is about to attack you and your body. He said that in the 80s. The enemy is about to attack you and your body. Well, once I hear a word like that, I know that God is revealing to me something that Satan wants to do in the future in my body. So how do I counter that? I get in the word. I, I meditate on the word concerning divine healing. I listen to the scriptures and teaching on healing, health, and long life. And I did that. And I resist Satan in the name of Jesus. I will not be sick. Satan, Jesus took my infirmity and bore my sicknesses. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of God brought me through that. And if the enemy attacked me, I don't know it. All I know is God told me what he was about to do. Sometimes God will reveal things. In the 90s, the Holy Spirit said this to me. It was a word of wisdom. He said, you need to remove this from your diet. You need to remove this from your diet. Now, that's been uh, around 20 years now since I had that particular food in my diet. God was warning me about a food that would not be helpful to me. Sometimes there are things that we're doing in the natural that can open up, uh, up to problems in the future. Well, I didn't get into a big question in Syria. Why you want me to do this? I like this food. I want to have this food. No, I stopped eating that food. That was a word of wisdom. God was warning me about something. And see, there are things we can change if we obey. Then there are times, revelations, talking about a word of wisdom, supernatural revelation concerning things to come. Sometimes God gives us a supernatural revelation to prepare us for events that will come. And these events are not events that we can change, but God wants us to be prepared. That's why you need to have a consistent quiet time. That's why you need to spend time in the word. That's why you need to spend time praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, praying about the future. And God will show you some things. There are times when I will just pray about the future. Now, I believe that a Christian can be filled with the Spirit and that God will give you the capacity to pray in tongues. And I pray in tongues on a regular basis. So sometimes I'll just pray, God, you know the future. 
you know what's going to happen. You know what you want to happen. So right now I'm going to take some time. I'm going to pray in the spirit about it. And I may pray, pray 20 minutes, 10 minutes. I may pray 30 minutes in tongues about the future. And I'm telling you, God reveals some things to me about the future. For example, the Holy Spirit, my mother was in her 80s. I think she was maybe in her mid-80s, and the Spirit of God said to me, she's old enough to die. She's old enough to die. God spoke that to me because he wanted to prepare me. I couldn't change it. She was going to die, but he wanted me to be prepared. And I began to pray for her and pray for myself. Another time the Spirit of God gave me a word of wisdom. He said, economic upheaval is coming economic upheaval. I believe he was preparing us then, even then for the pandemic. Well, I can change that, but I could pray about it. I could pray. I could become prepared for it. There are times when God gives us a supernatural revelation of things to come. That's a word of wisdom. Some of these things we can change. Some of these things, God simply wants us to be prepared. They're going to happen, but he wants to prepare us. Now, I said that there are three major categories of prophetic words, directives, words of wisdoms, and the third area is new revelation. Now, what I call now, N-O-W, now revelations. Now, God lives, say now revelations. Come on, say it, now revelations. God lives outside of time. He lives in one eternal now. He lives in the spirit world. So these now revelations are things or revelations seen from God's world view, his perspective, and they usually reveal things not naturally manifested in our world, the, the natural world. Now, revelations, there are times when God will speak to you, believer, and he'll show you things that he is seeing from his perspective, from his world. God lives in the spirit world. We live in the physical, natural world. There are times when God will speak to us things that he see in his world, the spirit world, that are not manifested in our natural world. And he wants us to agree with him. So what he sees in the spirit world from his perspective will manifest in our physical, natural world. He needs us to agree with him. With that in mind, let's look at the prophetic word that God gave me in 2020. He said, all debts are canceled. Now listen at that. Listen at that. All debts are canceled. Now you may be saying, well, I don't see them I got these bills. I got this house note. I got this car payment. I got the, this student loan. I have all these debts. Well, see, what you see is real, but it is what's manifested in your world, the natural, physical world. When God said all debts are canceled, he was 
speaking to you and I, speaking to the church, speaking to you, pastor, what he sees from his perspective. And from his perspective, he sees the church debt paid off. From his perspective, he sees the house note paid off. From his perspective, he sees your car loan paid off. From his perspective, he sees your school loan paid off. He is speaking from his perspective. He needs you and I to agree with him because God's perspective is a now perspective. That's what he sees now. He's not talking about our world. He's talking about his world. And when we will agree with him, in spite of what's happening in our world, then he'll cause his world, all debts are canceled, to manifest in our world. Now, I want to give you some instructions in closing how you can mix faith with all debts are canceled. I want you to confess this daily. Every single day, at least one time a day, every single day, you can do it more times a day. I want you to say with your mouth out loud and loud enough for you to hear it. All I believe all debts are canceled in Jesus name. Come on, say it after me. I believe all debts are canceled in Jesus name. Now, let's make it personal, and I want you to say this every day. I believe all my debts are canceled in Jesus' name. And those debts include mortgage, your home debt. It includes car debt, school loan debt, credit card debt, taxes that you owe debt, business debt, church debt, personal loan debt. Include it all. And you can make it very impersonal. You can say... I believe all my car loan debt is canceled. I believe that my house note debt, mortgage debt is canceled. I believe that our church debt is canceled. My business debt are canceled. But daily, I believe all my debts are canceled. Now, remember, debts would include even the ones caused by your own bad decisions or poor money management. When God said prophetically all debts are canceled, he wasn't saying, yeah, just for those of you that made good decisions, all your debts are canceled. No, I want you to include all your debts. Well, the debts you incur as a result of bad decisions, bad money decisions. Now, you can't keep making them bad decisions, but God wants to do something supernatural for you. So number one, I want you to confess every day. I believe all my debts are canceled. Secondly, make your confession agree with the tense of the prophetic word. Listen carefully now. Make your confession agree with the tense of the prophetic word. The tense of it is all debts are canceled, not future tense. 
All my debts are going to be canceled. All my debts are going to be canceled is future. That's not what God said. God did not say, come on, please listen to me. God did not say all your debts are going to be canceled. If you say that every day, all my debts are going to be canceled. You are not in agreement with what God said. God said all debts are Cancel. That's present tense, not going to be cancel future tense. So make your confession agree with the prophetic word. Number three, talk to your debts. Tell your debts they are canceled. Mark 11, 23 says, speak to the mountain. Say to that, Carnot, you, you, your debt, you're canceled. Speak to your house, that house you paid off in the name of Jesus. Credit card that you're paid for in the name of Jesus. Even while you're paying the, your credit card, you may be sending in a payment on your credit card, but you start speaking to that. Say you paid off in Jesus' name. Speak to the whole amount. Say you paid off in, in Jesus' name. Number four, resist Satan and doubt. Resist Satan and doubt because he's going to come up and try to show you all the debts you got. He's going to say, yeah, but what about that debt? Yeah, what about that debt? What about that debt? You're going to have to resist the doubt. You're going to say, no doubt, I resist you in the name of Jesus. Satan, I resist you. I agree with the word. I agree with all my deaths are canceled. I agree. I resist you in the name of Jesus. Number five, you're going to have to offer Thanksgiving daily. Father, I just thank you that all my debts are paid. All my debts are canceled. I believe my house is paid off. I believe my car is paid off. I'm so thankful. Thank you, Lord, for paying off my debt. Do it while you're even paying off debt. That's your faith talking. See, the voice of faith is thanksgiving. Father, I just want to thank you that I, I don't have to pay this debt anymore. You're going to be saying that while you're paying the debt. Oh, Father, I just thank you that I'm delivered from this car note debt. I'm delivered from this school loan debt. Uh, listen, don't pay attention. You said, well, President Biden, they decided to stop the loan canceling debt. God got a lot of ways to cancel debt. So don't get caught up in that. Don't get caught up in that. Father, I just want to thank you that my school loan is debt. Father, I'm just so glad you canceled my debt. You, you That's your voice of faith. That's the voice of faith. Let me give you some don'ts in closing. Don't tell the people you owe your debts to cancel. That's manipulation and control. Don't go to them and say, no, my debts are canceled. No, 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 no. You talk to the debt. You talk to the father, you talk to Satan. You thank the father, you resist Satan. Don't go to the people and tell them my debts are canceled. Don't do that. Don't ask people you owe to listen to this podcast. That's manipulation. I want you to listen to this podcast because, see, you want them to cancel your debt. So you, you're going to get in there and try to work it out yourself. No, that's control and manipulation. Don't do that. So don't tell the people your debts are canceled. Don't, don't tell them to listen to this podcast. Don't cash your prayer before swine. Don't, don't be talking to people about what you believe in for and you know they don't believe in it. They think you crazy. They think the church is a cult and not. Don't cash your pearls before swine. Live in expectation now. Now that you have a prophetic word, you want to be expecting God to give you direction. Expect God to give you wisdom. Expect God to give you favor. Expect the unusual to happen. God is going to do some supernatural thing. He's going to cancel some debts in some ways you never thought. It's just going to boggle your mind. And then whenever God gives you an opportunity, so, so favor, so favor. 
give to somebody who's in debt. We did that years ago. The church was in a building project and the Spirit of God spoke to us, my wife and I, to give the money that we were saving for this toward the church. And God got us out of debt. We built that house and paid it off in six years. Supernatural. It was just supernatural. So into debt. Sometimes you may say, well, I don't have any money to give. Do something for somebody. Help them and don't charge them. Because really, you so far in debt. Charging them, that's not going to get you out of debt. You want some supernatural. So do some work for somebody and don't charge them and count it as a seed sown toward your debt cancellation. Now, listen, I hope you got some out of it. Listen, we are finished for this second lesson, but I got one more to go. I got one more to go. We're going to talk about the avenues, miracles, and favor that God cancels debt. You don't want to miss that. I look forward to seeing you next Thursday, and I pray you have a wonderful weekend in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm.